Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Welcome back to Echo, the podcast where we talk about faith and life issues that young adults are facing. And the more I do this, the more we realize, yeah, looks like everyone's facing some of these issues. So um, today I'm excited because I am joined by um, two friends of mine in ministry. And um, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And Joe, let's start with you. Hi, my name is Joe Peretti. I'm a pastor in, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Whoops. Oh. And Ryan? <laughs> I'm Ryan Ashlock, married father of three daughters and a pastor. Cool. So um, this is relevant because I think all three of us are in slightly different stages. Slightly, we're in different stages of life. And for this, and for this conversation, I'm realizing this now. This is like perfect. Um, I'm single and have a dog. Uh, Joe, you're married and one daughter, and one daughter, and you've and the daughter. How old? She's one and a half. There you go. And then you have my uh, three girls are all teenagers. Bingo. So mm-hmm. three completely different stages of of life there. And um, my kids don't exist. Your kid barely exists, and your kids are solidifying their existence. So this is uh, this is going to be a good conversation as we talk about community because we all look at community from a different from the lens of our context. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, a lot of young adults now, especially with the the advent of social media and um, online gaming too, allowing us the opportunity to retreat within um, and not actually have to go out as much anymore. Uh, it um, it's changed the way that community looks. It has changed the way that we make friends and establish relationships and build those friendships up. And so what I want to talk about is, you know, how do I build community in my life? And, and how do I make intentional strides that way? And what does that community have to look like? Does it have to look a certain way? So Let's let's start uh, let's start here, and you can speak to your own experience. Even though you, you can speak to however, but for someone who is post college, right? They're not around the people that they always were around. Um, what do, what do how do, what are the things that I need to be? In, do I need to build a community? And what are some steps that I first start to take? So I got married like one week after I graduated from college. Oh, you cheated. That's your... So, (laughs) but here's the thing. And and I have found that this is a common issue um, for married people, especially men in in our culture, is that you get married, you leave your college friends and that experience, and my wife becomes the only significant relationship in my my life. And for the first year of marriage, that's great. But uh, you get out beyond that, and that is a whole lot of pressure for one person to carry. Yes. So that's not fair to my wife. If she is the only person meeting all of my social needs, emotional needs, mm-hmm. um, it's just too much. Nobody, no matter how wonderful they are, can bear up under that. So I came to a point where I realized I do need some other friends mm-hmm. and, and had to go on a journey to uh, figure out how to do that because it was awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a good point. I uh, started ministry dating someone and moved to a place where I had no friends and I didn't care because I always had someone to talk to. And I think the culture in general has shifted its gears into say into equating feeling loved and feeling valued and accepted with a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and that you're never really fully v- loved or valued unless you are in that romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So celibacy is becoming something that's even harder to accept or, or embrace 
um, and being single in general. There's value attached to whether or not you are married and have a family. And um, but yeah, for me, it was I, I had put more stock in that. So when I lost that relationship, I suddenly realized I have nothing. Um, and I had to rebuild from I had, you know, I had to build from there. So I fully understand that, actually, but not from the marriage perspective, but from the perspective of making one person putting all of that on one person mm. and how that actually impacts you as well. So, um, Joe, what about you? Thoughts here? Well, I'm a little bit different from Ryan's experience because I was actually married before I went to college. This is beautiful. Uh, I'm not married yet. <laughs> this, is, this is everything about this is is perfect. So uh, just 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 yeah the same i was 19 when i started dating my wife we weren't adventist uh at that time and we got married when we were 21 we got we became adventist the next year and then we went to southern so my experience for college was during my marriage and uh that was really weird because i for the longest time i felt like i peaked my in my social life in high school because mm. in college it was different because now everyone that was there were people that were single. They're trying to find a date. They kind of look, you know, even though that I was only three, four years older than the average student, they were looking at me like if I was ancient. Oh, like, so how do you, you know, marriage <laughs> advice? And I'm like, I just, I've been married for two years. And yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know wow. what the secret is. Uh, but as you mentioned, it's interesting how as guys, as, as a man, you isolate we like to be isolated and just love to be in that one box and i found my box it was jessica and i remember our date nights you know while i'm in college was literally sitting in our bed doing my homework while she's doing her homework doing something else and that was my social experience uh, my social hmm. interaction uh but one thing i can say is that my now what i can say my best friend was a friend that i made because he enjoyed us as a as a couple you know so he he came into the picture embracing the marriage so it wasn't just a friend of mine it became a friend of the yeah. family uh and his significant other is also a friend of the family so now he's he's my daughter's um, godfather gotcha uh, so that's awesome that's now the friendship that i have but it, it's it's really weird how as guys we just love to yeah shut yeah. down close the door uh but when it comes to to social media and video games. I personally, I believe that it has done a, a wonderful thing because it has redefined what community now really is. Um, now has broken yeah. the barriers because for me, for the longest time, I thought that to be a friend is, oh no, to have a male friend is to go out and do biking or I don't know, whatever those manly stuff you're supposed to do, fix a car. Yeah. So, the redefinition of what community is has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's, there's certainly danger in, in absolutely there's dangerous as, uh, uh, attached to that. So it's not, um, it's not like a blanket endorsement there mm -hmm. at all. And I, I don't read it that way. Um, but something just worth pointing out to someone who might be worried or, you know, very cautious about video games and online communities. And, and I have a story in, on, my end actually in favor of in agreement with what you're saying but i just wanted to you know mm -hmm. extend that olive branch out but ryan what were some of the steps when you realized that you needed some friends of your own or some of the steps that you took so i actually started out um i, I didn't want to put myself out there too far too mm -hmm. quickly uh felt risky because i actually found myself at the point where I, I knew i needed some friends and i didn't quite know how to get them 
And so I thought of about five guys from my past that I'd gone to school with, that I connected with at some point, and I, I composed this big, long letter, basically, talking about how I was kind of realizing my need for greater connection and friendships, and then I just wrote about some of the discoveries I was making in life, some things I've been going through and thinking about, and I just emailed it out to these guys, and I said, hey, um, love to, you know, get your thoughts and see if we can kind of dialogue. I think I actually labeled that letter the friendship epistle and, and mm. emailed it out to five guys. And um, one guy never heard a word from. Another guy said, I'm really busy. Um, I'll get back to you later when, when life slows down. Never heard from him after that. But uh, three of the guys responded positively. And, and a couple of them with similar length of, of email responses of what's going on in their life and kind of openness yeah. to this journey together. And that sort of started something with those guys where um, eventually we were talking on the phone on a regular basis. We were, we were, and I was actually living overseas at the time I wrote this, so I couldn't get together in person with these guys. These guys were all back in the U.S. I was in Thailand. Um, now that I'm back in the U.S., I make a point and my wife helps me with this because she recognizes how vital this is to my health and to our marriage as well that I get together with these guys. She helps me get it on the calendar. When are you going to get together with one of your guy friends, you know, this quarter or this year? You know, make it happen. Because if you don't schedule this stuff and be intentional about it, it's not going to happen. Every relationship, and, and I, I get this from C.S. Lewis. He, he wrote this in his book on the four loves. He says, every relationship besides friendship will force itself on you. Your relationship with your in, people you work with, if you're not showing up at work, you know, it's going to affect you in a major yes. way right away. Your family, if, if you're neglecting your relationships with your family, you're going to be suffering immediately. Those, those relationships, you, you feel the pain. A friendship, they're very understanding. You ignore your friend for a week or two or a month. Your friend's like, it's cool. I know you're busy. Finally, half a year has gone by and you guys haven't talked. And it's like you're growing apart, but, but it, nobody's screaming yet. A year goes by and you're feeling it. You're feeling alone. You're feeling isolated. You're hurting, but maybe you don't even know why. Yeah. And so friendships have to be intentionally cultivated. We've got to recognize how important this is and go after it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, super valid. I, I've heard um, the four, there's, there's four things that define friendships or, or that mean that you will stay lasting friends with someone. Um, the four things, it's not all four of them that have to be true, but it's that in, two of them at any given time have to be true. So the first is common location. The second is common hobbies or interests. The third is common purpose. And the fourth is a common life experience or like shared adversity, basically, mm -hmm. right? So those four things, I, th I can think of every friendship that I've ever had, and at least two of those things are true. If you just have one, if you just have common location, there's no reason to talk to each other, but you're just in the same place. But if you have common location and common interests, oh, you can go play tennis or video games or whatever. Um, with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, when I was pastoring and I had more flexibility in my schedule, he would call me and or I would call him on our drives to visit or you know go to church, whatever, and we'd talk. Um, we had a lot of that. When I left full-time pastoral ministry and had a day job from eight to five and couldn't do that flexibly anymore. We lost that. You know what sparked it? Uh, both of us got a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and now in the evenings, we'll hit each other up and we'll be able to play because now it's not just, we're, we don't live near each other. And so all we had was a common purpose, which was the, which was the fact that we were both in ministry. And I still am in ministry very much so, but 
a friendship cannot sustain on just the common purpose. If every conversation is about ministry, you know, but the video game gave us, you know, the, the video game outlet gave us a second thing, common interest in, 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 in hobby that gave us a way to connect and kind of um, decompress from a stressful day and just kind of, you know, just hang out with no pressure. And so um, definitely those those four things, if you can identify two of those with people, it's a, it's such a huge thing. Um, and I don't remember where I got that from. I've been hunting it down, the source down for years. I can't remember. I've if anyone knows, let me know. Um, but I, <laughs> I cannot remember where they're from. But I think that's huge. So what if I do live in an area and I have no friends? There are no options. What do I what do I do? You're a loner. That's all. I mean I have a dog, so that helps. <laughs> um, well, for me, um, video games actually were a big thing. Video game communities and online communities. The other thing was um, I started a podcast, ironically, <laughs> not this one, but I did start a podcast because I wanted to make space for intentional conversation uh, in my life and and hear other voices that were not near me and listening to podcasts as well you get to feel like you're in the room so there's there's some some small things that you can do in the lack of community that can help sustain you a little bit and push you forward but the biggest thing man i have group chats with some friends i went to college with that's active or remain active every day and what you said ryan is so big on you know making sure you're investing and working in your friendships it you i got to the point you have to start scheduling in your calendar when you can meet with people and there's nothing wrong with that that's right it's actually say that's an act of prioritizing them and making sure that you're not going to forget to reach out to them or hang out with them or things like i have notes in my calendar to hey this day i'm back in town i need to make sure i call this person i haven't talked to them in a while or whatever or we've both been out of town but on this day we'll be in in town again it's one of those things where yeah if i'm going to go travel i'm going to make it a point to calendar in and schedule everyone in that i want to see and make time for so um yeah I think something else, I love this list that you've had, you know, where you have common cause or common interests, yeah. common location. That's, that's, you have to have that with friends. But not everybody in the same location, even with common cause, somehow there's not always going to be a spark there. Correct. So there's something magical about friendship. It doesn't happen with everybody. And that's, that's okay. That's not the way it's supposed to work. So part of, if you're looking to find friends... You know, it, it's easy if you've had friends in the past and you've drifted away, maybe you can rekindle that. That's a little easier, I think. But if you, like, have never had a friend and, and you're just sitting all alone somewhere, you're really going to have to get out there and meet some people somehow. Mm -hmm. And not every single person you meet is a potential friend, mm -hmm. even if they are in the same location, even if you do have some things in common. You're going to have to strike up some conversations, yes. whether it's online, whether it's in person, go to church, <laughs> go, to, go to the gym. Um, Get out there, get online, get in some community where you can connect with somebody and find out if yep. that spark of friendship is there. Yeah. There's safety also in the online stuff. The online friends that I've made, and some of them have turned into real-life friends where we'll meet up. Um, the It is at an age where I can be responsible and vet someone, but the other side of that too is... Uh, you're never meeting up with a complete stranger without letting someone else know where you are and mm -hmm. that kind of thing, right? So there's precautions that you take when it comes to meeting a complete stranger. Well, for me, uh, I'm, I'm the oldest sibling of five, and we've been always close until I moved to mm -hmm. go to college, and then now I'm working somewhere else. But my brother and I, uh, this kind of a, a running joke in my household is that I, except for six months in my life, I've always shared a bedroom with someone else. I've always been in contact with someone. And that person for the majority of my life was actually my brother. 
And he lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's six and a half, seven hours. Oh, yeah. So right down the street. You know, it's so close. So <laughs> how do I keep that friendship going? You know, he's my brother. I still love him. He still loves me. But what about that friendship? We literally slept two feet from each other. So now social media, you know, video gaming, that is the place where we can now come yeah. and and enjoy time and fellowship. Same thing with my my younger brother. He's the same way. Uh, that's my way of reaching him and, and having a time with him is, is through that platform. So uh, even though that there's risk and there's a negative draw for, for this new virtual community field, uh, I see so much benefit because yeah. now we're really just redefining the way that we do the community. Now I can actually have a distant yeah. community. I'm, I'm not just limited by the area. So if you're in a super remote place, uh, like in one of my churches in Henderson, North Carolina, it's in the middle of nowhere. The next town over is Norlina, North Carolina. What is that? So <laughs> if, if you're out there, you literally have one house and then the next house is like two miles down. And then the next one may be three, four miles down the road. So how do you make friends? Well, there's space now that you can do mm-hmm. that where you can find. You don't have to be by yourself. But definitely, obviously, you need to follow good safety precautions. Yeah. Don't give out your information. You know, say, hey, yeah. this is who I am um, and come and visit me. Without and Google vetting. Voice is actually a great way to do that, too. And you can get a free Google Voice number and use that to con- contact with people. And you don't have to give out your personal cell phone number mm-hmm. to someone that you don't you're not sure how they'll use it. Right. So there, there are steps you can take. I think there are three things that helped me when I was living on my own completely. No community, no one around. Uh, the first is the meetups app where you can find meetups for tennis, for running, for mountain biking, whatever, right? I met people doing that. I found an awesome tennis community I was playing with here in Charlotte um, and uh, every every week, basically. Um, and the next was the, I think it's called the Neighbor Next Door app or something. It, it's, um, but it's one that's geolocated to, speci- you have to literally verify your address with the app to, with like a bill or something like mm-hmm. that, so that you, it, it basically is like social media, but for your, just the neighborhoods around you. And um, it is the the idea behind it is like I went on there and asked, hey, is anyone wanting to do this or is anyone free to do this this week? Or like people go on there and ask questions. A lot of people complain about noisy drivers or whatever, but <laughs> or dry slow down. My kids live here, whatever. But um, it is a way to connect with people. I actually the reason I have a Corgi now is because I went on the next door app and said, hey, I need to test my allergies to dogs with Corgis and see if I'm allergic to one. Um, does anyone in this area have a corgi that I can just like hang out with for an hour and see how I react? <laughs> Kid you not, ended up at someone's house chilling with their family and their corgi for an hour just Sweet. to make sure That's that great. I could. Awesome. It was really cool. They lived five <laughs> minutes away. It was the coolest thing I've ever done and weirdest thing I've ever like. Um, and that then, is weird. You could have ended up in a really strange place. I could have, but it was five minutes from my apartment. I took it. Uh, I didn't cool. tell them it was five minutes from me, but it was. Um, it was it. cool That's to connect great. with a new family like that. Um, so that was the other one. The third one, surprisingly, the app, the dating app, Bumble. So Bumble is you swipe right or swipe left on people, and the girls have 24 hours to start a conversation or the match dies. So that's how that works. But there's a Bumble BFFs section that only matches you with people your same gender. So if you choose it as a girl, it'll only show you girls, and as a guy, only guys. It's not an LGBTQ thing. It literally is meant for – it's called Bumble Best Friends, and it's meant for friendships. And, yeah, I met a few people. We went and grabbed coffee and hung out um, off of that app. Not even kidding. Um, I know it's weird. Fine with it. If you're in a place where you don't have community and you're looking at, you don't have any options, like 
take advantage of what we have now in technology mm-hmm. um, and and make it a point. Tell some, Make sure you tell someone where you're at and say, hey, if you don't hear from me by 9 p.m., call me, you know, get a hold of me and make sure I'm okay. But, um, you know, have some accountability there. But it is definitely something that I would say take as much steps as you can to, to, to build community and to find friends. If you don't like that option, you can always go to your local library and ask if they have a book club there and then just sign up for the mm, book club. That's a good one. <laughs> Church, Bible study. Um, yeah, any number of things, honestly. Um, that's huge. Um, last question. Um, I know we're wrapping up, but this is really important. What are some... I want to end here instead of words of encouragement because there are some people, I was in this position, I did not realize how unhealthily I was living mm. without community. What do you think are some signs? I know the ones that I could identify in my own life, but what are some signs that someone is lacking community and they need to, like, you know... A cough is a, a symptom that, you know, you're sick. What are the symptoms that say, I'm living, I'm not okay. I need to build community. I need to invest in my friendships more. Since we're integrated beings, I mean, what's happening in your mind and heart affects your body, everything. I mean, you could actually be getting physically sick hmm. because you don't have community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, the previous Surgeon General, I think it was, declared loneliness to be an epidemic, you know, yes. a health hazard for Americans. Um, it could be manifesting in all kinds of ways, depression, um, anger, yeah. uh, you name it. Yeah, no, that's huge. Uh, I can go on on the anger part because that's usually, at least for me in my experience, I've seen that angry people are, for the most part, actually rather lonely. Uh, and it's just that frustration. Yeah. Uh, they can't vent it out properly. Um, but for me, it's actually spirituality. I didn't realize how much I needed a friend in college uh, and now too, but specifically in college until I started seeing my spirituality dwindle because how can I be God's friend if I don't have a physical friend to kind of have a basis because I can't see God. You know, it's not, I can put a chair and pray and talk to the chair and say, oh yeah, God is sitting here. But there's Mm -hmm. something about the physical contact all the time and, you know, discussion that translates to your spiritual walk with God. So usually when that spirituality is dying, it might be that you're just alone and you can't relate to God anymore because you're just alone. Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, for me, the, the, the symptoms that I saw in my own life were, A, I was never leaving my apartment. Video games are good. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to leave to play them. But there are cool local meetups you can find on Facebook groups and things. I just went to a Super Smash Bros. meetup, local meetup the other day. I got thrashed by some 12-year-olds in that game, <laughs> um, but met some cool people. Um, and that was fun. And it was super cheap to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in your apartment or your house all day long, you're never leaving. You're never, you know. Um, the other thing you can do, take a look at your this is this one is wild. This one threw me for a loop. But um, it turns out I was I was participating in retail therapy and I didn't realize it. Mm. I was buying things to add excitement to my life where I wasn't because I was depressed and lonely, and it gave me the the you know the dopamine and serotonin rush to feel good when I got something new. So check your literally check your bank account. I know that's the hardest thing in the world for anyone, especially anyone with student loans. But check your expenses over the last couple months. Find out, mm. what, ask yourself, when was the last time that, you know, if I went out to, if I go out to eat a lot, when was the last time I went out to eat with someone else? 
Um, what are the things that I'm buying and why, and you know, what, when did I buy them? I was realizing that I had a big problem with impulse buying and, and, and engaging in that and just celebrating that and, and the new things that I got instead of people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, and it, what's, what it resulted in was I didn't have money to celebrate the people in my life. I didn't have money to send a birthday gift home or bring anything home for Christmas when I visited family or like it was bad. Um, it was very bad to the point that I didn't want to even tell anyone that I didn't have enough money because I felt like I was going to get shamed as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So um, check your life habits and see what is being impacted by not having community is where I would kind of land there. Yeah. Um, I know those are two weird ones, but it's, I mean... <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. That's great. Um, the kind of an objective way to test it too, I think. So, hey, thank you guys both for coming on. This has been an awesome conversation. Absolutely. And um, to our listeners, if you're in a place where you're trying to find community and build community, we hope some of these suggestions will help you. Um, if you're in a place where you're realizing, I need something, we're praying for you. Um, you're welcome to reach out um, to us here at Echo and um, wherever you are. We may know someone that lives near you and we can connect you with too. I'm always connecting people uh, left and right. So, um yeah, let me, uh, you can reach out to us, but we're praying for you. We hope that this was helpful and, and um, something that could build you up a little bit as well and encourage you in your journey. Um, if you want to check out more Echo content, more um, more content from the Carolina Conference as well, head on over to theprojectrefresh.org, theprojectrefresh.org, and you can check out all the, the cool content that's being published for you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.